Hey everybody, this is Liam Jones and my personal growth podcast. The topic of interest, my personal growth in reading and writing over the course of my elementary school and middle school experience. Getting down to brass tacks, reading and writing has never really been easy for me, and that's really evident in my elementary school career. In the first grade, I was placed in the lowest reading level, and at first, this decision really didn't bother me. Who cared how well I could read out loud? But then, in the second grade, I figured it out. Everyone and their mom cared how well I could read out loud. Now, being in the second grade, I never really understood why, until one fateful day, my best friend of the time spelled it out for me in a way that was kind of hard to forget. Have you ever heard of the thing that little kids don't have, a filter between their mouth and their brain? Well, my dear audience, I will tell you that that is 100% correct. There is no filter between a kid's mouth and his brain. As was shown to me when my best friend at the time sat me down and said, Liam, you're dumber than I am. Well, to be honest with you, when he said that, it took me a moment to register. I am? He said, well, you're in a lower reading level than me. And that makes you dumber, right? And then he caught up and he walked away like literally nothing had happened. God, I wish I was a kid. And I sat there for a good 10 minutes thinking, dumber? No, I can't be. My parents always told me I was really smart, and so far they're the opinions I had up until then. I can't be dumb, but the evidence points to the contrary. Lower means worse, and worse is definitely what I was at when it came to reading. I couldn't unread in front of the class like everybody else, I knew that, but I didn't think that made me worse or dumber. I guess it kind of does. And that made me horrifically sad, thinking, I'm dumber. I have to be. There's no other really good explanation of why I can't read and why I can't write as well as everybody else. I just have to be dumber. And that sucks. That sucked a lot. Because I didn't think I could fix it. As a little kid, I was thinking... There's the end of my life right then and there in second grade. How did I not get to even, even get to high school? But in all in all honesty, it didn't end there. Never really does, does it? And I'm not dumber. And I'll explain why. At the beginning of third grade, there's a problem with my class. There's too many kids in it. The way that the school decided to fix it, they were going to have some kids the surplus of them, go down to another teacher's classroom. That's, or that teacher's classroom was a second grade teacher. And before you say anything, no, I wasn't held back. I was taught my third grade education by a second grade teacher. But this was no ordinary second grade teacher. This second grade teacher saw something and decided to ask me about it. She came up to me, took a knee, and said, Liam, how hard do you try to read every day? And 
up until that or up until the end of sixth grade, I tried to read an hour every day. So I told her I try and read an hour every day outside of school. And in school, I try and do all the readings and things that you give me. And that was my response. And she said, Liam, so you, I see you're trying really, really hard in class. And I hear that you're trying really, really hard out of class. But honestly, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. Do you have any ideas why this might be? And I said, no, I couldn't help you. But it was discouraging at first to hear it's not helping that my hours and my time outside of class and my time inside of class wasn't helping. And it's discouraging from a little kid standpoint because at that point, even then, I wanted to get a little bit better. I wanted to be able to read in front of the class. That was kind of my goal. And she said, Liam, we might have to talk to your parents. And I said, why? Was I in trouble? And she said, no, you're not in trouble. I just have something I might want to ask them. And so she got my parents into the class and she said, I think Liam might have dyslexia. And I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about that idea. My parents had no idea what that was. It made, it was almost Martian to them. They said, what is that? And they asked all sorts of questions and she answered them as best as she could. But she said, I've heard of a tutor that could really seem to connect to kids that are having the same kind of struggles as Liam is, and I'll put you in contact with her. And that alone set me on a career of outside school studies and tutoring that I am still on today, and something I'm very proud to say I had participated in. And with this campaign of trying to get better at reading and writing in and outside of class, I wanted, I've done a lot of things and that some of them are medications and some of them are different tutors and different people I had to meet. And I feel like with all of that comes a lot of change and to the personality and to my personality because I have so many more experiences and so I wanted to talk to somebody that had definitely seen all these changes and took me to some of these meetings and some of these tutoring lessons and to or got me some of these prescriptions. And I wanted to talk to my family member, my mom, Linda Coker. Hi, I'm Linda Coker and I'm Liam's mom. So any kind of formalities out the window, my first question is, was there a toll that was taken on me when I did all these things, all these tutoring lessons and all these camps? And if so, what would it look like? Well, I think it definitely took a toll on you, um, both physically and mentally. Um, uh, physically, you had to get up an hour earlier for um, tutoring in the mornings, maybe two to three times a week. Um, and mentally it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work for you. Um, I think it was hard for both of us. Uh, I certainly didn't like putting you through this, <laughs> but I knew your life would be a lot harder if you didn't do it. 
I also didn't want you to compare yourself to other kids and think, why is this so hard for me and not for them? I just wanted to give you some insight on the situation so you wouldn't beat yourself up constantly. So I think the final goal uh, was to make life easier for you and better for you in the long run. Okay, and second question, what kind of life changes did you see me make as I grew up with all this extra help? I know it forced you to get to know yourself better in some ways that kids just don't um, it's at such a young age. It made you a more sensitive person, which I think will carry on with the rest of your life. And on the flip side, I think also it gave you confidence and courage. I can remember an experience in, I think it was fourth or fifth grade, when you volunteered to read in front of the class, and you explained to the kids beforehand all about dyslexia. And that takes a lot of courage for that age. And the kids really respected you for that. There was also the time you went to dyslexia camp in Evergreen one summer. And we were hoping to show you that, first of all, you weren't alone. And um, to show you how other kids, just like you, were dealing with the same things. I think if we hadn't done anything, tutoring at all, even though it was hard all the way around, you would have been more angry and frustrated and maybe a, just a self-deprecating person, and we wanted to avoid that at all costs. And that about wraps it up for Linda. I really appreciate her coming on and talking to me. Our next guest is a man who's seen all the struggles in and outside the classroom. He's a great person, and my dad, Joel Jones. Hey, this is Joel. Thanks for having me. So skipping any formalities, my first question is, was there a toll that was taken on me when I did all these tutoring sessions and all these camps? And what did it look like if there was? There was definitely a toll taken. You lost out on developing friendships uh, during the time that you were doing tutoring. You lost out on time just to relax after school. Instead, you had to go to these tutoring sessions or to other help sessions to help you with your reading and writing. There was a toll in summertime because you had your summers completely broken up by camps uh, to help you with your reading and writing. And I think just the extra workload was really hard on you. Um, all right, second question. What kind of life changes did you see me make as I grew up with all this extra help? The tutoring changed you a lot, I think. You became more adept, better at focusing on the work that you needed to do. You, Once you got down and decided you were going to do the work, you decided to do the work and you did it until you were done. And uh, you developed that capacity uh, through doing all this work. Um, I think that was a huge benefit to you later in school and, and help you in other endeavors in life. I also think that it gave you a great appreciation for the friendships that we do have in life and 
has made you a more social person because of it, even though you were already a very social person. I think it made you a more effective social person because you really cherished those friendships. You knew that sometimes they couldn't be developed or, or couldn't be a part of your life. And so you took the times that you knew you had and you made the most of them. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for answering my questions. And now moving on to our last bit, which just so happens to be my outro. Thanks everyone who sat down and listened to my personal growth podcast. I worked hard to bring you the best kind I could. I appreciate my mom and dad in coming on and talking to me about my growth. This is Liam Jones, signing off.